on this episode of Hit the Deck. The Garden State has some homegrown talent starting out in the streets and shooting all the way to the NHL. Uh, Southern Jersey particularly, deck hockey is is really so popular that uh, a lot of NHL stars got their start playing ball hockey. Bruce Springsteen probably wrote a song about it. I'm going to have to look into that. Oh, down on the deck. And hanging up your skates doesn't mean hanging up your stick. Who says you can't go home? And Mr. Joel Ward, he figured, let's do a clinic. And it was a ball hockey clinic for about 20 local kids. All this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck. Welcome to episode 167 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we may not be able to get out there and play deck or watch live sports on the television, but we can still sit here and podcast at you for your entertainment, knock on wood, and be here every week to, to, to try and get through this thing together in some way. So uh, we, we will keep trying to do that for you, and you keep trying to hang in there. Who's we? I hear you asking. I don't actually hear you asking because this is pre-recorded and I'm sitting in my living room and I do not have ESP. But... I do have ESPN, which is not showing live sports at the moment, which is actually not that big of a tragedy because ESPN is terrible. But I've really gone totally (laughs) off the rails. We, I heard you not asking. We, who is we? Who are we? Who are you? Who, 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 who? My apologies to the who. Um, I will let you know who is butchering classical rock songs. Right here and right now in tonight's starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my steadfast co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. How you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in there. Thank you. Feeling a little bit lonely, but I'm glad that we're ahead of the curve as you came up with this great idea for doing the podcast remotely anyway. So it's good to yeah, see you. Yeah, that was it. That was that was the plan all along. This was just foresight. This was incredible foresight on my part. You are a trendsetter, my friend. Uh, and and, and in, in all honesty, too, real quick, is that uh, with the quarantine being the way it is and so on and so forth, listening to professional radio, terrestrial radio, because a lot of times the hosts can't go to the studios now. They have sure, to sure. broadcast from their own homes. Mm-hmm. And the quality that you came up with for this podcast sounds a lot better than the professionals. So. Hopefully that the tables have turned and uh, maybe more people will start listening to your great work and this great podcast. And and we uh, have a fan to do a shout out who has just done that. But anyway, congratulations, American Rhino, um, for your great work. And it's really very much appreciated just listening to the pros, how you're outdoing them at their own game. So well done. And how have you been holding up? I've been okay. I mean, I, I do want to give the, the pros a little bit of an out here because they're used to broadcasting from a, a broadcast quality studio that's been professionally engineered and built for that purpose. So the fact that, you know, they have not had to heretofore cobble together, you know, decent sounding equipment. Uh, I'm sure there's a learning curve there. If this goes on for as long as some many fear that it could, I think they'll catch up eventually. But for now, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of a, a bit of a scramble still. So I'll you know, I'm not going to take too much credit for over the course of four plus years m- figuring out the right way to do this. To your question about how I am, I'm about the same as I was last week, as you might be able to hear in my voice. I still have this persistent cough and this uh, whatever yuck in my lungs, but otherwise I'm okay. It's 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 not the Black Plague that, uh, that's closed everything down, fortunately. Uh, it's it's something else, but you know, it it I'm I'm okay. Just. By and large, short version, I am fine. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. I'm a little bummed. I will admit that, you know, 
there's not a lot of sport. Today was supposed to be opening day as we record, James. Opening day for Major League Baseball, and and the listener can't see it, but I can. You are dressed for the occasion in your Mets jersey and your hit-the-deck ball cap. And, uh, I, you know, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the dedication. I myself, I haven't, you know, I, like, I, I have difficulty watching previously played games that I know the outcome of, even if the outcome is an exciting win. Like I've seen it. If I know what happened, I really, I just can't gin up the excitement to watch it again. So even though baseball has been trying and, and, and hockey too, as we talked about last week has been trying to kind of, you know, fill in the gap and, and, and pick up the slack a little bit on that. I I just can't get myself up for it. I am so sorry to all those people who are trying with those classic games and no disrespect to them, but it's just not for me, which is all the more reason to watch. As we were saying last week, watch maybe some, some ball hockey on YouTube that you haven't watched before. Cause a lot of these games are very exciting and they are professionally broadcast and cut together. Well, not professionally cut together, but you know, darn near close. They are, they're very competently put together. So yeah, if you are looking for live sports and particularly live hockey that you haven't seen before and don't know the outcome of, go check out our friends in the RSHL and the DCHL. And, and I'm sure there are plenty of other games out there that you can check out that uh, I was just telling James before we went on. Today was the three year anniversary of a hit the deck hockey segment that James and I broadcast out in St. James. No relation. Um, that, uh, was the, the Luna chicks versus mash. And, and that was a great game. So, you know, go, go seek out those games because even though they're not playing them now, there is a huge backlog of exciting hockey that you could be checking out that you haven't seen before. I can almost guarantee. Absolutely. And right. Speaking of great production, and we've had Daniel Wilson on this very podcast, the work that he does, it's extraordinary. Even his play by play is so exciting and great. And the fact that he developed his own camera angles and, and again, what, what Gary has done, all this stuff out of your own pockets and figuring out all of the, uh, the, the bugs and, and making it sound so great and look so great in that case too. It's hopefully that the, the podcasters out there get a little bit more appreciation and we're not doing this just to pass the time or be bored as the cops are coming in the background. <laughs> they, they want us to stop the self-aggrandization. Okay, fine. Unless somebody scored a goal. Did somebody score a goal? Wait, wait. Oh, never mind. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I uh, hope not. I think there's a, a, a rule against that right now, or at least a, a a strong recommendation against that. Yeah, but anyway, right. I mean, we wouldn't we wouldn't advise you to do something that we don't do ourselves or wouldn't be worth your while. But we do have to say a big thank you to Mr. Corey Hirsch. And this gentleman is the director of Hockey Ops for the USA Ball Hockey. And he's also the head coach of the USA men's team and of the Pittsburgh gods. So Mr. Hirsch, thank you so much. He actually listened to our podcast and reached out to us. Uh, So we will definitely uh, figure out how to get this gentleman on the air or at least uh, book him on a future hit the deck as we do have some guests that we need to get on too once we figure out all this uh, coronavirus stuff and whatnot. So that's something to look forward to. So we appreciate that. Mr. Hirsch, we appreciate all that you do. And of course, uh, Team USA and so on and so forth. So that's really cool to hear and see. And, and the American Rhino invites everybody out there to uh, reach out to us and let us know you're listening, give us advice or suggestions, whatever. Um, and you can be a part of this podcast and spread the great word of ball hockey as well. Every week, every week we remind you. Um, and I, I'm a little torn here, James. And I no disrespect to Corey Hirsch. Thank you. We, we are very appreciative and, and we look forward to the opportunity to hopefully talk to you here on the podcast. But when I hear Mr. Hirsch, I think of Judd Hirsch Oh, <laughs> from Taxi and, and uh, you know, from I knew him from. Well, I didn't know him, but I was familiar with his work from a show called Dear John. Yes. Which was a, a sitcom that I can't believe I was allowed to watch uh, when <laughs> thinking back on it. Now it was one of those situations. It was the what was it, late eighties, early nineties, whatever it was. We had one television. We sat around in the living room in the evening and watched it as a family. And, you know, I guess they didn't have the kind of ratings, the TV ratings that they have now. So, uh, you know, my folks watched it. So we watched it. So 
Um, I guess they just hoped that the inappropriate humor went over our heads, my sister <laughs> and I. But uh, so when when I think of Mr. Hirsch, I think of Judd Hirsch. And when I think of Corey, I think of the Corys from like the 90s. <laughs> and, you know, like, I don't know. So I, I apologize. So, you know, this guy's got it coming and going. And he, I would assume, deserves much more respect than that, given his his position. And speaking of his position, speaking of things that I that that go through my demented brain when I hear things, when I hear the director of hockey ops. I, I envision like somebody, you know, like uh, the, the, the Pentagon or, you know, the, the war room in, in, a, in a movie, like in a military operation where you've got this this huge room with banks of giant television monitors that are showing different games and, uh, you know, close ups and wide shots and different angles. And you've got a room full of people in front of computers furiously typing very dark room and then there's this one grizzled looking guy standing in the back maybe chomping on a cigar and uh you know given the go order at a, a crucial time shift change make the call <laughs> um mr hirsch i i hope you still want to be a part of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah really well i'm getting it out of my system now i think that's the important thing get it out now before he comes on so i can I can uh, be respectful and, and not have quite so much nonsense to throw out there while I, we've got him. Come on. Yeah, we have some. I hope we have some good relationships with the Team USA folks and Jackie Spiegel and hopefully future Corey Hirsch. We have tried to get some uh, some of the men players on the podcast in the past, too. For whatever reason, it didn't work out. So this isn't a good way to put our best skate forward or sneaker. Our best <laughs> yeah, sneaker forward. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Although my speaking of skates, my daughter has taken up rollerblading. She's still getting the hang of it, but she's done it like three times this week. Now that the weather's starting to get nicer, she got some skates for her birthday last year in October, but this is the first time she's really been able to get out and use them. So I went out with her one day, you know, just, just for a little while. We, we, we just go out for a little while and stay away from everybody else <laughs> as we're supposed to do. So we are being socially conscious and, and uh, you know, as, as all good citizens are expected to do now, but so, you know, but, but it's fun. It's, it's good that she's gotten a taste for it. And I am also trying to not make a fool of myself, which I mean is, is hard for me on a good day, but especially in this instance. Well, that's a great story because uh, in the future, when we get to it in this podcast, that uh, that's the progression of hockey. Usually uh, both of the stories that we're going to talk up, uh, these NHLers got their starts in playing ball hockey. And uh, that that's one of the reasons why uh, Corey reached out to us as well, you know, doing all that great work with the ball hockey world and, and has been such a great coach for all these years and, and has done so much good in uh, for the country and, in, in Pittsburgh as well, that uh, he was really enthusiastic about other people promoting the sport. And, and that's all of our guests that we've had on this podcast over the years. We all feel the same way. So that's also exciting. And that's the progression. If you want to stay in ball hockey, you can. Or maybe if you're younger and, and you, you start off with ball hockey, then you want to put on the roller skates and or the blades. And then if you want to progress to the ice, you can. It's, it's so cool to see. And uh, on our last episode as a matter of fact we were talking about team usa and, and a local kid that made the uh, the team following his brother's footsteps it was the same thing for them that they, they started off in ball hockey and, and also there's some ice hockey in the in the background as well speaking of guests who have that kind of multi i was gonna say multi-sport i mean it's the sport of hockey but multi-footed experience i guess <laughs> Um, that's not a, that's a terrible way to praise that, but I was on the Hagen hockey site today and right there on the homepage splashed across the top is Becky Dobson looking real formidable. So, you know, I, I, I saw that I know her and so shout out to Becky Dobson and to Hagen hockey. Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, I, I really have no idea where to go from here, James. I think I've talked to myself way 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 away from you know what since since we have nowhere specific to go i want to do a follow-up to something i was talking about last week when i was 
voicing my astonishment, really, at the fact that uh, WrestleMania was going to be done from the Performance Center in front of nobody, which, uh, if you missed last week's episode, WWE's premier signature event, really the, the top event in all of wrestling, all of professional wrestling, anyway, WrestleMania, I'm sure you've heard of it, and uh, that was supposed to go on in the beginning of April, uh, April 5th, I think, or something, something along those lines. And, uh, you know, it happens every year in, in giant stadiums. James and I went last year. It was at MetLife Stadium, which is where the Giants play. So that's kind of not, not any, anyway, uh, not, not important. So I had mentioned how it is, in light of the situation, going to be played in a small training facility, basically a warehouse with some wrestling rings in it in front of no people. And I found that to be mind-boggling. Well, as an update, they've announced that WrestleMania is going to be two nights. They've extended it to two nights, Saturday and Sunday. And it is going to be filmed from multiple locations, including the Performance Center. So it will still be in front of no people, but they will be at least trying to make it a little more interesting. And I'm sure also it helps them get around regulations for not having too many people in the same place at the same time. And the the other thing, though, the thing that compounds the crazy to me is the fact that not only is it being done in the manner that I just described, but it is being pre-filmed. It is being filmed as we speak over these few days. And not only that, but the the Raws, the Smackdowns, the two nights of WrestleMania and the Raw and SmackDown following WrestleMania are all being taped this week. So, like, I mean, it's smart because given that Orlando is in the process of of being shut down, basically, with the same kind of shelter-in-place order that so many places around the country are starting to adopt, our own city included, you know, it's smart to try and get around that, but it's just crazy. Yeah, wow. It's unprecedented, man. Um, and I don't have any answers. So uh, as you said before, at the recording of this podcast, it was supposed to be the opening day for Major League Baseball, which is huge in our lives, Gary's and mine, just speaking for ourselves and for millions of other Americans, obviously, uh, some Canadians too with Toronto. But, um, <laughs> you know, the NHL, the, the, the season, this this part of the season, the Rangers were Ranger fans, so they, they started turning it up. And this is the, the time when the thick of it, you know, this is the final push for the playoffs. So if you can make it, if you're not going to make it, if what seed you're going to be and, yeah. and just taking all that away again, we're trying not to, I'm trying not to whine too much about it. Stop whining. But you know, obviously it's better to be healthy and bored than uh, sick and dead, but you know, I have no answers. So I'm not going to sit here and, and point fingers at the WWE and say they're making a mistake or doing something stupid. At least they're trying. And, and as the leagues are too, the thing that, that got me, and I'm not going to go on the spiel that I did the last podcast, was the Catholic Church, because uh, personally, I always need to go to Mass every week just to get strength and, and help me through trying time. So to take that away, that, that really, 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 really hurt. But I don't know. I don't have any answers. I, I just I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I respect everybody that's, that's looking out for each other. Uh, obviously, all the doctors and nurses that, that are working 24 hours a day and and grocery stores, yeah, God bless. And absolutely, all, all those essentials that, uh, you know, firemen and policemen and, and, and the like and military, whoever. Even delivery else. people. Absolutely, yes, that uh, all these people that aren't able to just stay inside and maybe catch up on sleep or watch TV or do whatever, uh, they're keeping society together and mm-hmm. making sure that uh, we'll get through this. So uh, God bless them and, and thank you to all of those great people. And in our little way here, too, with our podcast, trying to provide some sort of entertainment or at least a distraction to get through this, because we will get through this. But I, yeah, I, I don't have any answers. I, I can't figure it out. It, again, it's unprecedented. Nothing like this has ever happened before. I'm astounded and I'm very happy that so many people are cooperating, including professional leagues or uh, jobs and, and local uh, companies and things of that nature, too. Uh, and we do have the technology where people can work from home. Kids can learn from their homes as well. So that that's great with, with schools doing what they're doing, the homeschooling, or at least the, the remote schooling. But uh, at, le- at least they're trying. Um, but 
That's crazy. I, it, it's rough watching wrestling when there's no fans. I, I never realized how much of an impact fan reaction and just background noise makes while watching yeah. wrestling. It, it, it To me, I was watching The Undertaker beat up a couple of guys a couple of weeks ago. I apologize. I'm not mm-hmm. half the fan that the American Rhino is, but that's okay. It was disturbing to me because I'm hearing actually the punches and the grunts and the you know, in real life, when I hear that, that's bad stuff when, when, when fist is meeting body part, you know what I mean? So it's kind of weird. James, it got so bad that, uh, last week on SmackDown, when they, uh, the, the final segment was a stare down between Goldberg and Roman Reigns in the middle of the ring. They had like a contract signing and I mean, yeah, that by itself is bad enough, but so it got so bad with the lack of, you know, external noise that on the broadcast, you could actually hear the production people speaking like it was coming through, I guess, somebody's headset. You could hear the production people calling camera shots. Oh, no. Yeah. They uh, for some reason, they cut that out of the the YouTube Ah. like clip that they they put up. (laughs) Post-production. Come on, guys. Mm -hmm. No wonder why they're uh, pre-recording everything. But yeah, so that's that's the state of things. And and just one more thing, one last thing before we get started with the podcast proper. Uh, you mentioned before how, you know, you hope podcasters and people of our ilk are going to start to get a little more respect from the professionals based on, you know, the fact that we can, you know, you you mentioned it. You know what what you said. I think and, you know, I, I certainly hope, but I, I think that teachers are starting to get a little more respect now as well. And I hope that will be reflected in the way that they are treated just kind of generally. But, you know, with all the kids being, as you mentioned, remote schooled, I think parents are starting to get a real appreciation for what the teachers have to deal with on a daily basis in their classrooms and the kind of generals that they have to be with uh, their students oftentimes. And also I and full disclosure, my wife is a teacher. So I, you know, I see it and I experience it on a firsthand basis. But like I was reading on a message board, one person was talking about how her governor was suggesting that perhaps teachers should be getting half pay right now because they're not working. And that could not be further from the truth. My wife is working and and she's not the only one, obviously, but my wife is working harder now teaching these kids remotely than she does in the classroom, which is already ridiculously hard. So to anyone who says, oh, teachers are just kicking back and putting up their feet right now, you're not paying attention. So, you're here. you know, I not not to uh, that that turned into a little bit of a scold and that wasn't my intention. And I apologize. I just I really I just wanted to get the point across. I hope that the teachers will start to get the respect that they are due and and really have been due for a very long time here here amen so anyway enough enough soapbox rants people didn't come here for that they came here for some some semblance of hockey some that you know they they came here to get get what remains of their fix in any way they can so hopefully we will be able to deliver something like that to you we'll be able to we'll be able to shoot it into your veins you know maybe a little diluted but still we, we got what you need. So uh, specifically, James has got what you need because, James, I'm going to put you on the spot here and also give you the respect that you are due when I ask you, can you please tell us what is on deck for this podcast? Would be happy to, sir. Thank you ever so much. Ball hockey is all grown up. We have applauded the great state of New Jersey on its deck hockey passion, and an article recently released on the CourierPostOnline.com updates this fact. Some big-time NHL talent had their starts in Southern NJ ball hockey. And not so long ago, Joel Ward recently retired from the NHL, but that does not mean his love of the game retired too. Back in February, Mr. Ward was in D.C. and held a deck hockey clinic for a lot of lucky youngsters. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. Joel Ward, huh? Yep. Holy former NHLer, Batman. That's right. <laughs> yeah, as Ranger fans, too, we're pretty familiar with Mr. Ward as well uh, mm. back in the 2015 NHL uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. But uh, before we get to D.C., we got to stop through Jersey first. Must we? 
<laughs> I have family in Jersey. I love New Jersey. So I'll, I'll um, and, and I'm sure if Superfan Sue is listening, <laughs> I hope she appreciates our appreciation of, uh, of Jersey as well. I also have family in Jersey. I stand by my statement. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, uh, Southern Jersey particularly, and, and I'm familiar with that area too, where in the Atlantic City area. Because uh, for another sport, my dad would take me down to uh, Southern Jersey for, for golf. So there's a lot of great places to golf down there. But deck hockey is, is really so popular that uh, a lot of NHL stars got their start playing ball hockey. And uh, this great article, which was just, again, recently written and released by uh, Dave Isaac, explores that a little bit more. And uh, there are some big names that we'll get into as well, starting with a young Eric Robinson. And uh, Eric plays currently in the NHL. He's a left winger for the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets. And uh, he's only 24 years old. So uh, the, the article starts off with Eric remembering, again, Southern Jersey is pretty close to Philadelphia. So uh, you can either have that, that rivalry. You could go three ways, actually, too, if you, if you decided to. I don't recommend that. I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. But um, you got, uh, obviously, the New Jersey Devils. And then Southern Jersey is not far from Philadelphia, so you got the Flyers' influence. And then uh, D.C. isn't that far off either, so you got the Capitals as, w- as well. So if you're not going to draw your attention to the Rangers and the Islanders, then, you know, uh, you got at least some uh, big NHL teams fighting for the interests of the Southern Jersey's hearts. My family that I previously mentioned lived near Six Flags Great Adventure and uh, Fort Dix and, and uh, in that area. So. They are Philadelphia fans through and through. Like, they don't care about the Devils at all, really. They, they're like baseball, football, hockey. They're all about Philly. Wow. That's interesting because yeah, I have been to uh, Six Flags myself, and I was astounded by the amount of uh, Philadelphia teams represented there, too. I, yeah. I, you know, obviously, you know, Gary and I always wear our Mets stuff or our Rangers stuff or whatever. I was expecting to see a lot of Devils logos and things. But, sure. right, seeing Eagles and... um Phillies and, and Flyers, it was like, whoa, I was taken aback by that. So he's, you're right, the American Rhino. That, that's pretty interesting. You know, if this is, uh, if, if ball hockey is really that big in South Jersey, Bruce Springsteen probably wrote a song about it. I'm going to have to look into that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure my sister-in-law will be on that. Uh, so I'll just send up the bat signal for her to, to, to go bring that up with the boss. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, she, she's a huge Springsteen fan, too. Shooting the puck down on your luck. <laughs> trying to score that goal. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> maybe we could uh, broker a deal or something because he's a pretty patriotic guy, I think. So maybe uh, when we get Corey on the podcast, he could convince or help convince the boss to write a theme song for Team USA. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, in the meantime, while we're waiting for that cool stuff, Mary's sitting on the glass, watches a pass as it misses the man, trying to score that goal. (laughs) Oh, down on the deck. (laughs) I like that. That's pretty good, actually. Well, well done, American Rhino. Yeah, well, I've I've listened to my fair share of Springsteen myself, so it shows, and that that's a big compliment. Yeah, to who? <laughs> to both you and the boss. Hey, man, when when we get over this stuff, I'm sure he's going to be the first one to sell out the whole state of New Jersey with a free concert or something, just to celebrate. yeah, you're probably right. You know, so let's get a head start on that too. Yeah, and that concert will last as long as the quarantine. So. <laughs> yeah. That's right. he, he, they, they tend to go a while, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, in the meantime, yeah, Eric and his older brother, uh, Buddy, who also plays in the NHL, he is a uh, member, I believe he's a center for the Calgary Flames, but he and, and Eric grew up as youngsters, and they were able to go into the Flyers locker room because they were friends with John and Nolan who are the sons of ex-Flyers coach John Stevens. And John Stevens was a Flyers head coach uh, about the mid-2000s or so. Uh, that's how young these, these, these guys are. But they would have access to, when the, to go to Philadelphia 
and and hang out actually in the Flyers locker room. So it was just destined that they would become NHLers themselves and pretty amazing that they did. So now that um, when the regular season was going on this year, Eric came to town as a member of the Blue Jackets and uh, the first time as an NHLer back in, in um, to play the Flyers. And it just brought up the memories of him growing up in South Jersey and just putting another huge name on the NHL map from their roots being in, in, in Southern Jersey and particularly from the Gloucester Township Hockey Alliance, which is really extraordinary. The fact that they have just a bunch of young kids. I, I'm not sure if it's, it's boys and girls. I'm assuming it is boys and girls uh, playing deck hockey and then being good enough to, to stay with it and love it so much and, and have coaches that are NHL quality coaches and, and grow up and, and become NHL players themselves. Probably uh, Team USA, there are ties to Team USA as well in the ball hockey circuit and the World Juniors too. So it's just really amazing that uh, you, you can have dreams and if you have talent, you make sure you hone it, hone your skills, you practice, and you never know. Hopefully you stay healthy and the right eyes see you and then you, you progress and next thing you know, you're living your dream. Yeah, I mean, look, look I mean... Everything takes a little luck, right? You can have all the skill in the world and that certainly helps, but you also need a little bit of luck to make it. You know, I mean, they say the cream rises to the top and by and large that is true, but you know, you still need a lucky break. Yeah, absolutely. And and for those, uh, that's one, one of the things that I love about, obviously uh, I always rant and rave about my love of Wayne Gretzky and I hope nobody objects to that because he's so humble and he's a perfect example of that. And he has brothers and he, so darn humble that he was saying that the tactics that his father came up with, they can be taught, they could be learned. All due respect, great one. You're the only one <laughs> that rewrote the history books of the NHL. That's the perfect example of, of the combination of talent and love and devotion all rolled up into one. Um, and, you know, the same flesh and blood, his brothers, they, they did make it to the NHL, but, you know, obviously there's only one Wayne Gretzky. So uh, that just gives you an idea of his humility. And that's what I appreciate that uh, guys like him and, and so many of, of people that, that have made it in the NHL, coaches included, is that they are so humbled by it and, and they appreciate it so much because they probably know more than anybody else with teammates that they grew up with that they made it, but a majority of us didn't or a majority of us couldn't. And that just makes you appreciate the sport more and, and, and getting to the elite levels that these athletes are. It's really uh, a lot of people complain about the salaries they make and blah, 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 but they really devote their entire lives to the sport. And it, it's, it's reassuring to know that the best of the best make it. Um, as painful as, as that is for us, that, that would give anything to just spend a minute in the NHL uh, it's better off that we're on the outside looking in for that aspect. But this is another example of that. None other than Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey, the Calgary sensation. He grew up in, uh, in, in, in Southern Jersey as well and came up through these leagues. And his father uh, is a coach. And he not only coached, uh, you know, John and, and, and Eric and uh, Buddy, but um, there's even some current NHLers too, including Tony D'Angelo, the New York Rangers playing right now and, and some other young talent coming up through the minor leagues of the hockey world. So the, the, the names and uh, the, the, the resumes of these guys, it's really astounding. So also too, that uh, the GTHA wants to take advantage of that and uh, become partners with the Philadelphia Flyers to promote both ball hockey and obviously the, the Flyers and the NHL too. But uh, it's a great way to tap into that. And, and what we're trying to do here with this podcast and, and what Corey Hirsch is doing with, with Team USA and Jackie Spiegel for the men and women's teams and, and obviously uh, Corey with the Pittsburgh Gods too, that's a ball hockey team, is the promotion of ball hockey specifically because as we talked so many times on this podcast, it's, it's a great entry to hockey. And once you take the skating out of it, that the, a lot of people may be very intimidated by that, then you just have fun. And uh, as long as you're able to run around and... and you don't even have to run around too. There, there's wheel hockey leagues, wheelchair hockey leagues, I should say. There are sled hockey leagues, uh, blind hockey leagues too. And that, that's both on uh, ice and or deck, which is astounding. But um, just to see that the, the, this line of, of youngsters growing up in, in southern New Jersey playing ball hockey 
have grown all the way up to make it to the NHL and have pretty darn good careers too. And and currently, it's not even that, that these guys were, oh, they played 20 years ago, 15 years ago. These are current NHLers right now. I'm sorry. I'm I'm half listening to what you're saying. I'm just thinking about that Bruce Springsteen song some more. Oh, fair enough. Had a bad day at the plant. Starts to rant and rave at the save from the puck off his stick. And he takes it out on a guy. Rocks his socks and he gets sent to the box to think about what he's done. <laughs> oh, he's down on the deck. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's by, the, by the end of this podcast i'm gonna have a terrible song <laughs> we have enough time on our hands in between so we might as well spend it wisely yeah but getting back to uh board member and coach of the gtha mr joe tully so he is working with the philadelphia flyers to make that happen the promotions between ball hockey and uh the, the flyers and, and hockey themselves and we've seen this happen many a time ar- around the country that uh, the NHL and, and ball hockey go hand in hand, obviously in D.C. and in Arizona, and right here with the deck superstars, too, that uh, they have the, the Islanders and the Rangers that can participate in that. Uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful and, and great, and hopefully it just can get bigger and bigger. Because one of the things that we learned from this podcast is how popular ball hockey really is and how many leagues there are and how many players there are. So it just, it, it's, it's logical. It makes sense. For both, and uh, it's also a feeder program. Speaking of uh, USA ball hockey themselves, and uh, the international competitions, as we talked about, also uh, going to the Czech Republic and, and coming up in Switzerland and in Finland in the summertime of this year, and it will happen once we get past all this nonsense. Mm. And the uh, GTHA has about 600 players in total, and they are also a part of the National Street Hockey Association as well. So you have the combination of the Gloucester Township Hockey Alliance, and then you have that coupled with the National Street Hockey Association, and it just gets better and better and bigger and bigger. And we're talking about places like Belmar, which I've I've visited too, played some golf there, and Mays Landing too. They have some really great golf courses as well. So I'm familiar with those areas uh, just from, from, from playing golf. But next time I think maybe the American Rhino and I should come down with our, uh, our equipment and maybe see if we could jump on and, uh, or at least do some play by play of a uh, GTHA, if not play with them a little bit too. Have you ever played GTHA? It's a fun game. You steal a car, drive down to the rink, crack your stick, stab the goalie, score a goal, steal all the money in the safe, and then go off to your safe house with the cops chasing you. It's a, it's a lot of fun. No, no, that that's uh, that's a different game. This, this is a, Are this you is sure? The, the Gloucester Township. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to check on that. I, I, it's not the first time I've been wrong, but. <laughs> right. If you, look, I'll I'll take your word for it because I like you. Yeah, I I think you may be getting confused with with Grand Theft Ha Auto. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. Well, NASCAR is funny. National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing or something like that. I don't know why they have the auto in there, but anyway. Uh, I think they just wanted to make it car. Exactly. So I I thought that's a bit redundant, car and auto, but. That, that's an wow. argument for another day. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot about NASCAR that I cannot explain. So uh, unfortunately, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that's okay. Pocono Raceway, though, isn't far off from uh, from Southern Jersey. Well, not that far off, but it's in the same. Well, anyway, uh, go, going ahead with the, the GTHA. <laughs> uh, they uh, have more than 30 years of playing. And uh, serving kids from ages 4 to 19, and um, NHLers included. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, one of the best players out there today. And then uh, brothers Buddy and Eric Robinson, and Tony D'Angelo, the Rangers, and and more names to come too. And I'm sure there's quite a few names that uh, we weren't mentioned in this article either. But one last cool thing, which is pretty amazing is that Johnny Gaudreau and Buddy Robinson became the first Southern Jersey's players, became the first Southern Jersey players to be teammates in the NHL. And they've even connected for a goal, uh, which is pretty astounding. 
And here's to you, Buddy Robinson. Jersey loves you more than you will know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so from Southern Jersey, we'll go on down to D.C. blasting the American Rhino on the radio. Great song, although not my favorite Simon and Garfunkel song. Oh, what would that be? Oh, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, there's so many great songs. I, I think I'm partial to the boxer. If you know, gun to my head, I would say the boxer, but th- there are so many. I just want to, I have nothing against Mrs. Robinson. It's a great song. Like, absolutely. I'm just saying personal favorite. It, there are others that I prefer. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. That's the beauty of music too. You can have favorite bands, favorite songs. And that can change because it's possible to have multiple favorite songs and favorite bands and favorite albums. It's music is awesome that way. So uh, it's not like sports. <laughs> you want to hear something just real quick. This is completely off topic, but sort of related to music tonight. As I was setting up the equipment to record the podcast, my daughter was in and out of the room and don't ask me how it came up, but somehow Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came up and I, I put the theme song on my phone while I was setting up and, and I went down a YouTube hole of, you know, different 80s theme songs that I grew up watching from cartoons. And uh, most of them my daughter did not care for. But then the last one I played was G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wow, this is actually this is pretty good. <laughs> So, go figure. My daughter likes the theme to G.I. Joe. Awesome. That's a great parent, American Ryan. You're doing a great job. Uh, Yeah, apparently. (laughs) And that's even very more appropriate, too, that we're going down to to Washington, D.C. And Mr. Joel Ward. Uh, Joel played for the Capitals. Oh, Joel! That's right. From 2011 through 2015. And he is a fan favorite. Because uh, he scored at least one huge goal, too, during the uh, postseason. And uh, once you do that for a team and a franchise, as us fans, we'll love you for the rest of our lives. So uh, it's cool to see that Joel, even though he went to, uh, I think he eventually went to to San Jose and played for some other teams, too, uh, just recently retired. But they invited, the Capitals invited him back to D.C. because uh, this was in, in February in an article written by Elizabeth Kong published on February 22nd, because they wanted Joel to uh, have the ceremonial first puck drop for um, Martin Luther King Day. And uh, so he was in town, and while he was there, he figured, let's do a clinic. And it was a ball hockey clinic. And the Capitals have done such great work with the community and spreading hockey and and deck hockey in particular with their leagues and and their rinks that they've refurbished. And we've had DCSH and uh, DCHL uh, Representative Kamish Suds tell us about that firsthand, about all the great work that the Capitals have done for ball hockey is in, in general. And uh, it, it never left the mind or heart of Joel Ward. So when he came back, he made sure that uh, he was going to do some clinics for about 20 local kids and very lucky local kids as well. And the Capitals even donated free hockey sticks to the kids to play with an NHLer. And Joel said that uh, he was quoted as saying, I love their faces. It, it's so cool to see that uh, the little kids with, with playing or maybe they haven't even seen hockey before or coming out to practices and wearing their jerseys and, and, and their faces lighting up. Uh, it's just something that he, he really appreciated. And he has a, late, a lot of great memories of, too, uh, just warming up before the games, playing hockey, uh, excuse me, playing in the NHL or his his knowledge of the uh, the love of ball hockey in the area too and, and what the capitals have been doing and are doing for the communities so it had an impact on him as well not only the kids and he had nothing but great things to say about uh, coach neil henderson who is an 82 year old founder of the fort dupont ice arena so a, a hockey coach there and good friends, they've remained friends. And, and Mr. Henderson was even inducted in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame recently for all of his contributions that went into growing the sport of hockey. So we need more guys like uh, Mr. Henderson. And again, Ward is quoted as saying just that. We need more Neil Hendersons in this world, people who really care for their kids. He was a father figure, a brother, a cousin, 
he was a best friend to a lot of people who came through there. And uh, again, uh, Joel never forgot that. So that was so cool that he had him involved too, and deservedly so. So uh, 39-year-old Joel Ward was very kind and generous and uh, held that clinic, gave out tips to these youngsters uh, with positioning and, and using the boards. He was even yelling for passes and, and teaching them how to play the game right. Just little examples there, here and there, of, of the beauty of the sport and of, of ball hockey as well. Stick handling, passing, getting... And that's what I love, too, about playing on a nice rink. It just enhances everything so much. It really makes you feel like you're, you're a hockey player. Yeah. So that, 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 that just all came full circle and, and worked out so well. And again, that's what he was saying, Mr. Ward. They also mentioned that he was wearing a Jackie Robinson sweatshirt, too, which was appropriate with it being Martin Luther King Jr. Day uh, that weekend. Um, and also, too, while Ward was a member of the Capitals, he wore number 42 in honor of Mr. Robinson. And of course, we can't forget Willie O'Ree, the uh, first uh, black player that broke ground with the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. And which, again, uh, thanks to the Gretzky's book, I, I learned personally that uh, he, Mr. O'Ree, not only did he have to overcome all that to get to the NHL, but he was blind in one eye too. So <laughs> just a remarkable, remarkable gentleman. Um, and it's just a blessing to know him in just a little way through hockey. And just gives you an idea of, of what pioneers these men were, and women too, to make sure that um, these mistakes would never happen again, and we could just be people and not worry about any other nonsense. And again, that's one of the beauties of hockey, of, of ball hockey. doesn't matter, you're boy, girl, man, woman, whatever. You could play, and you could be teammates, and you could have fun, and away you go. So finally, too, Mr. Ward is quoted as saying, I love ball hockey. This is where it all starts. This is the grassroots of hockey. We all started off playing hockey. Nobody just hopped onto the ice out of nowhere. This is great, especially facilities like these. And of course, the Capitals logo is on the uh, the deck surface as well. It should be because they deserve the credit for it. And it's just another idea too for for the NHL. It's good to know that not only are you having ball hockey kids and and, and teenagers growing up playing the sport, but Make sure that they're Capitals fans, too, and support the NHL because the NHL needs to flourish and, and do well, especially with what's going on right now. So Lord knows what's good, what the future is going to hold. So we'll see how that goes. But um, uh, again, the Capitals with their uh, – so they started back in 2015 and their NHL's Winter Classic Legacy Project. So they have a lot more work to do but have done so much great work already and other NHL teams as well, as we said, like Boston and Arizona and Tampa, just to name a few, and everybody's doing his part to promote the sport, and there's no excuse not to get in it. If if you're a hockey fan, if you're curious about it, you want to play some ball hockey, you can, and I would definitely recommend you do so. Listen to Ball Hockey Podcast, too. That would be nice. I'm gonna drive down Sunday, have a go on the rink. Coulda had a pro career, I'll settle for a drink. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, never got nobody nowhere. Gonna play, strap the helmet on, and what the heck? Oh, I'll be down on the deck. Oh, (laughs) down on the deck. I want to hear that song. (laughs) Yeah, you're the only one. Maybe it could be our new theme song. (laughs) I, I... I would, uh, speaking, speaking, uh, just objectively, I would advise against that. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's, uh, um, let's, let's give this the reaction that it merits. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Okay. Okay. If you've managed to stick around here with us for some reason, we want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Hit the Deck. And, uh, you know, we, we, we appreciate you being here, especially in light of the circumstances. We hope we've managed to entertain you in some small way, and we will hope to do the same again here next week. So we would, of course, like to thank Anthony Sajazi for providing us with music 
and apologize to the boss for ruining his. And uh, also, we would like to thank you for your continued patronage of this podcast. And we, as James mentioned earlier, we would welcome you to participate in the podcast. If you want to talk to us, if you want to contact us, suggest a topic, anything, feedback on the show, please feel free to email us at hit the deck. Deck is spelled D-E-K. Hit the deck at gmail.com. You know, if you want to suggest a topic or if you are Springsteen and you would like to issue a cease and desist, uh, you know, and anything you can email us, you can tweet at us at hit the deck pod. We are at hit the deck on Facebook and Instagram. We want to hear from you. We also want you to subscribe to the podcast. Please do that. We are on Apple podcasts and Spreaker and the, the Android podcasts. I don't know what that's. I don't know what that platform's called, but we're there. Rest assured, uh, we are on Spotify. And, of course, our newest platform is the Sokoa Media app. So feel free to download that. Check us out. Check out any number of sports and podcasts and articles about lots of different sports. If, If you are a fan of sports, if you're missing sports right now, I guarantee you'll find something there that will catch your interest and make you smile. So check that out. And uh, James, is there anything that you would care to add here at the end of the show? Yes, thank you. Uh, When this is all said and done and you have the itch to play some deck, please check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, the Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, the VAR Hockey League, the DCSH, the DCHL, and Deck Superstars. Please donate to LaGrange Hockey, follow M Power Play, and of course, download that Sokoa Media app. And please tell them all that Hit the Deck sent you. Thanks for listening. And again, a special thanks to Corey Hirsch. We appreciate that too. Thank you, James. And of course, dear listener, especially in these troubled times, we will thank you to remember that whether you grew up in the game or are giving back to the next generation, Whether you have found a brand new passion or are ruining a legend, regardless of what you find yourself doing, we would always encourage you to remember it's deck hockey. Oh, don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. I don't know if you can hear it, but now they're coming for me. No, I can't. It's, uh, they found me. They heard my my Springsteen song and, and that's it. They've come to lock me up. No. (laughs) Say it ain't so, American Rhino. Oh, I'll be locked up in jail.